Welcome to your weekly accountability podcast with me, Alexis McCluskey, where we are more about implementation over absorbing information. Every week, I'll be in your ear to give you a kick in the ass you need to show up and identify what is out of your comfort zone. Here, we don't throw pity parties. We are in it for the long game and find the balance between grace and discipline. What makes this podcast different is after each episode, I'll share a post on my Instagram at the Tough Love Coach with a question or challenge of the week for you to comment for accountability. And on Friday, I'll share a check-in to see if you actually implemented what you learned because being inspired by a podcast is cute, but action is hotter. Totally optional, highly recommended. It's free accountability. I'm here to redefine what you see as tough love. So put on those big girl and boy panties and let's get real bitches. XOXO, your Tough Love Coach. Alrighty, I am so excited because I have someone very special with me today. This is Casey. She is one of um, I, I'm not gonna say my favorite clients because I love all of my clients, but she's super rad and I love her. And she's just she's just the bomb. Her and I, when we started working together, there's just some of those clients that you meet and you're like, she gets it. Like she's she's rad. And I feel like that's just who she is. And I don't want to talk too much about her. I want her to share. So what I wanted to do with this like series that I'm starting is um, interviewing past clients that I've worked with, whether they've been a one-on-one client or have worked in like a mastermind or something along those lines. Um, It's a little bit different. It's not like a coaching session. This is more of just me chatting and talking about like where they were and where they are now. Kind of like what what was that thing? I think it was on MTV. I don't know, but they have that in a lot of shows where it's like, um, you know, who this person is now. I can't forget. I can't remember, but it's not important. Um, but anyway, Casey, would you like to introduce yourself? Just tell us like, I'll ask you some questions, uh, you know, in terms of where we're going with this, but just right now, tell us more about you, what you do. Um, and then we'll, you know, we'll go from there. Thank you, Alexis, for that intro. I do think I'm pretty rad myself. So yeah. I'm I'm happy to hear your reflection of that. Um, I also am a firm believer in it takes one to know one. So that must make yeah. you be rad too. We're both rad. It's fine. I first want to introduce the background noise that you may be hearing. My coworkers have four legs, Marigold and Finn are the two voices that might pipe up in this conversation. I just had myself muted because Marigold was already on her bullshit. So (laughs) that's the first introduction. I love it. Um, I'm Casey. I was a high school teacher for 10 years, transitioned out of that into coaching and have recently transitioned out of coaching into speaking and mentorship. So I have enjoyed this journey of trying on new and different hats um, that all started when I first met with my first life coach, which was Alexis. So that is a pretty cool, pivotal piece of the journey for me. But now I consider myself a holistic educator, business mentor, and speaker. I just love, love, love educating everyone about their bodies. Love to speak about menstrual health, mental health, and also a little plant medicine. Um, I work in the hemp wellness industry as well. So CBD is one of my babies. And I just love all things earthy, nature, plants, these crazy animals that live in my house. They fall into that category as well. Yeah, I love that. That's so cool. I I like have been, you know, watching what you've been doing on social media. I like love 
love that. I feel like I'm just like a proud parent, like in the corner when I like watch my clients like doing things from afar. Um, and I, I'm, I'm interested to, cause I want to kind of go back and we will, but r- right now I'm interested to know like what, what uh, there's, there's so many things that we transition from, like I've told my story a bunch, but I literally started like as a vegan recipe page. (laughs) And then I was like a paleo recipe page. Then I did fitness. Then I did life coaching, business coaching. It's all over the place. So there's like the transition I feel like is just a part of the more we know ourselves, the more we're like, I think I like this more or this resonates with me more. But I'd love to know like what sparked you getting into the speaking and mentorship and kind of like taking off the, the coaching hat and getting into like what you're doing now. (laughs) <laughs> it's okay if they're barking like it I can't tell you how many times Ned I like I have the microphone so it helps a little bit but like Ned and uh Gerald just they like they wait for me to start recording my podcast yeah. and they're like listen bitch I'm gonna start barking now and then when you're it's done a, stop. it's been a pretty quiet day so I'm just yeah. glad that they showed up with their true personality yeah. um it's it's not as loud as you probably think it is and if it is like we can always like pause and edit things out okay like, So how did I find myself here? I taught, I was in public education for 10 years, a high school teacher. And so teaching is a true passion of mine. Leaving the classroom was a choice that I needed to make to really level up in this healing journey of mine. I've been working to put various diagnoses into remission And the burnout and stress that I was feeling in my body was at an all-time high. And so it was very clear for me, I needed to find a way to still live with passion and purpose, but just in a different atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And so I, I say that because teaching is at my core. I love it. I love teaching somebody something. And so I stepped into this coaching space because I thought it would be kind of like a, a sister experience. Um, and it, it was it has been fun. It has been a lot of fun, also very purposeful, but I felt a little bit of, I just like call it like stickiness, sticky, Mm -hmm. sticky. Like I, I knew something wasn't right. I didn't know what wasn't right. Something wasn't right, but I found a lot of joy in teaching group classes. And so I have some various coach friends in this online industry who asked me to come on to their group programs and to teach their groups. That was a blast. I loved doing that. And then I started sticking my feelers out into my community to see where I could teach in-person classes. And a lot of things shifted for me in that moment because I was able to see that I am in, I'm able to be the teacher that I love to be just in a, a very different way and with coaching groups. And so, so they're going hand in hand. And as I continued to do that, I thought, okay, well, maybe my next step is to group coach. I tried that. Still, something has not felt aligned with me. And through this healing journey, I've become incredibly embodied and and connected, reconnected with my body. And so whenever I feel something that's out of alignment, it's kind of like a big ass alarm that's going off for me to figure out, okay, well, what is the next move? Because this ain't it. And so, so looking at group coaching, could have sworn that was it. It ain't. And so, well, well, what are the pieces of it that I love speaking? I love speaking. And I kind of just started entertaining this idea 
of speaking, but didn't tell a soul about it. Cause you know, mm. the, my ego, my brain, I call yeah. my ego, my brain gremlin, just so everybody knows. I um, love that. I might have to like use that. I'll like cite you, but I absolutely love Thank it. you. I even dress her up. So like sometimes when I make a reel, the brain gremlin where she wears like a pink fuzzy sweater and Elton John sunglasses, it's a vibe. I've personified her because she's, <laughs> she's very present in my life. <laughs> so my brain my brain gremlin was like no we're gonna coach this is what you you left a 10 year long career to do this what do you mean we're gonna stop no way Mm -mm." and so my ego was fighting it hard and really all all spring I I struggled with that internal war until like May-ish I really allowed myself to just drop the title. And I started telling first people in my, in my close knit circle, I don't think I want to coach anymore. And of course the conversation was, well, what are you going to do? I don't fucking know. (laughs) Figure it out. I mean, you figured it out once you can figure it out again. (laughs) Right. All the while I had started working in the hemp wellness industry back in January And so I was really viewing my business with hemp and CBD as a side business. And so come May, when I am, I am out of, I'm telling everybody, I don't want to be a coach anymore. Does that mean you're going to do hemp and CBD for full time? No, that does not mean that. I just don't know what I'm going to do. Again, my ego was like, no, we are not going to allow a a side, a side gig to become a full-time thing. Oh, my brain gremlin is is the main character of the story, as you can see. So I finally allowed myself to release a lot of the just limiting beliefs I had given myself. And I allowed the hemp wellness business to be easy. And I allowed the no more coaching business. What is it going to be? I allowed it to just be that. And yeah. I don't know mess like is it a mess or is it just a, a whole clean slate? Yeah. And, and I've, I've just allowed that to be a big question mark. I don't know. And yeah. so stepping into this summer, I was at a, a community event. I was a vendor at a community event and um, this man walked up to my table and he asked me what my story was. And there was an energetic connection with this man. I could tell he was older And he had just this sly grin to him. And I told him my story and he said, okay, I I want you to quit. Don't tell me anymore because I want you to come on my show and tell that story on my show. And I was like, okay, what's your show? And he was like, well, I'm a radio talk. I'm a talk radio host. And I want you to come on the radio. You ever done radio before? (laughs) No, what? You want me to be Um. on the radio? (laughs) (laughs) And so I had already been entertaining. I would love to be a speaker. I would love, love, love to be a speaker. This was just, these were whispers, right? The, no, you have to keep coaching. No, you can't do CBD full-time. Those were loud screams. The, maybe I can do more CBD. Maybe I can be a speaker. Those were whispers. And so I was hearing them both, but typically the loudest one is the one we can sometimes get caught listening to. So this man offers me to be a speaker on his radio show. And I say, yes, but it's not until July. And so again, I'm going through early summer with this. I want to be a speaker. I don't know what it looks like. Well, then a former student of mine who I taught back in 2014, she is now in the student affairs office at a university here in North Carolina. 
And she asked me to come speak at the university. Yes. What day? (laughs) And so now it's, it's as if the pieces are falling into place for me to use my voice in the way that I've been wanting to use my voice. And so I'm able to shed that identity of, of the coaching piece while stepping fully into the speaker piece. Now, the business mentor, a part of my hemp wellness business, I have a number of teammates who I mentor with this as well. And so I I really fault calling myself a business mentor until I realize I'm mentoring 19 people right now. If you are mentoring 19 people in their business, does that not signify that you might be a business mentor? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one does. So 19 definitely does. Right. And so a lot of it was me realizing I'm already doing the things I want to do. Why why am I waiting on someone else's permission slip to call myself the thing? And so that has been just like a huge realization of just this summer of I'm already speaking. I'm already mentoring others in their business and I'm teaching all the freaking time, Mm -hmm. teaching people about their bodies and holistic pathways to to travel down and so I just the only thing that was missing was me calling myself that and allowing myself to show up in it so that's been a big a big shift for me oh my gosh I'm so proud of you like that's so remember I said you were rad yeah that's like extra rad um I think one thing that I like took away most from like the experience that you had um and I, I talk about this a lot, but I think this is like, you're like the true embodiment of it. Like one, what you did is fucking scary. Like there's so many people that are sitting on this idea of like leaving a job, leaving a relationship, shifting from one niche to another, one thing to another. And they're, they're so tied to that identity. They're like brain gremlin is like, oh, but this is me. And like, I can't be anything else. And I think that once we say no saying like no more I'm no longer doing this thing to like whatever the thing is we, that op- the it like allows the universe god whatever you believe in to like open the door to the next thing like I say this a lot mm-hmm. with my clients like you the everything you want might be behind door number three or door number four but you can't get to door number four without opening one two and three first and the only way to open those doors sometimes is by saying no to something that no longer serves us and it's like that's the only key like you can't open any of those doors it's not like with you pushing harder sometimes it's literally like okay i'm gonna let go of some of this luggage whatever so it like makes sense that you had this guy come up to you about the radio thing about your student in the university thing like those things wouldn't have happened unless you were like putting out that that energy to the universe that you wanted more of that and that you were like I'm gonna let go of this coaching piece so I think and I love that you also said that like the only thing was that's missing was like you essentially like deciding and saying like this is gonna happen not like oh the only thing missing is I didn't know how to make a website about how to be a speaker or I didn't know the logistics or I didn't know how to do this like not that those don't matter but like it's usually just us standing in our own way yeah, I don't. My website still says holistic life coach. Cool. Um. <laughs> what else? Like you'll you'll fix it eventually. Like when it when it's necessary. Like not that you can't do it, but like it's just so proof that you don't have to have that. Like, yeah. Anyway, um, so I'm curious. Well, first of all, again, that all of that is so amazing. I'm so proud of you. Like, keep doing all of the things. Like that is so rad. And just I think the thing about 
like anything, but definitely with like something like speaking is like, once you start getting in there, like it's nice because you're in front of many people and many people know many people. And so you never know like what connects, you know, you're, you're going to make from that. Um, but I'm curious, like from before you, we ever started working together, kind of maybe like that, that time right before we did, right before you decided that you wanted to work with me, like that, that time up until now, what has, do you think has been the biggest shift that has happened? Whether it was like us working together or it was something else, but between that time and that time, whether it's a mindset shift, whether it's a logistics shift, like whatever happened for you that you feel like, you know, we know there's many things that make us change, but like the thing or like one of the bigger things that you think is like the biggest shift that you needed to make or have made. Okay. I am trying trying to articulate what that could be because when you and I first worked together I was I reached out and the the visualization that I used at that at that moment was was like the lotus flower growing through the mud I remember I felt just all encompassed in the mud and it was like I know I'm supposed to grow but like it's so muddy where's the light which way is up yeah and so <laughs> how many shifts have I made since then? Probably hundreds, to be yeah. honest. Um, I think I think one of the biggest breakthroughs for me has been with shame. And knowing and understanding that shame is is something that lives in the dark. And so knowing that, knowing that it lives in the dark, how can we release the shame by shining light on it, by talking about it? Everything that I held shame with, the stories of my past that quote unquote were shameful reasons or stories that other people gave to me, told me what I should be ashamed of. Learning that the word should carry shame in itself. Shame has been, busting through it has been, the one of the more magnificent pieces of feeling strong in my voice and not harboring not harboring that in my body anymore and also learning all those funky feelings were living in my body and they were showing out in in real physical ways um and so just releasing myself from all that shitty stuff (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I love that you said shining light on the shame. I feel like that's like the like tagline because we, we, we are so afraid of, we're so, we feel so shameful about the things we feel shameful about, but then we like make ourselves feel worse. And then the fact that we're like shameful and then it's just like this cycle and it's just like a mess. And then we like are stepping on our own toes and it's just like, we can never get ahead. So I think, I think that's so, I think that's so valuable to think about like getting comfortable with like shining the light or like what would that even feel like to do that because I think some people thinking that might be like it's too scary like I'm not ready to do that and if you're not ready to do that that's okay but like maybe you shine like a baby flashlight on it maybe not like the sunlight but just like the tiniest light you know what I mean is there anything that you did to help you shine the light on that shame. I'm just, or again, it's like hundreds of things. Right. But was there anything you did to get more comfortable with like kind of leaning into that space? Kind of like shadow work, right? Like I'm going to, I'm going to look at those parts of me. Like what, what, what would you attribute to that? I think learning how to better resource myself 
and a way to feel grounded and, and supporting the regulation of my nervous system. You know, our nervous systems, they regulate, they regulate themselves. And so if it's out of regulation, then it's on purpose, it's doing its job. And so how can we support our nervous systems into in finding that regulation? Um, I do a ton of energy medicine and, and a lot of EFT tapping has been a pretty magnificent piece as well, but resourcing my body so that I can then feel safe in using my voice because speaking on shame, there's no tricks to it. You just got to open up your mouth and fucking say it. But (laughs) (laughs) in order to do that, you have to feel safe in your body. And so it, it comes down to really energy work and a lot of somatics too learning what what works for your body and and knowing in what specific scenarios and situations you do feel safe. I don't recommend walking into a room full of people who are shameful themselves and, and, and choosing that to be your safe space to maybe first time, first time share, possibly not the the best location. Um, So, so knowing where, where you're shining that light matters too. Um, I, I've done a lot of work with speaking with teenagers and I think that's been so potent and powerful because I've noticed that I can share about the things that I feel shame about in front of a room full of teenagers. That's scary. And and to (laughs) me, it's it's like, it is so scary because teenagers will, they will drag you. Yeah, they'll eat you alive. <laughs> eat you alive. But I have found a way to just like show up, show up with my ugly and my messy. And what it does is it helps build safety in me to then show up with my ugly and my messy to adults. Mm-hmm. But in the process, I have noticed that I'm catching their patterns in live action. Mm-hmm. When I talk about patterns of my past, they're living it out and they're like, oh, I don't want to be 33 telling a room full of teenagers about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so that, that in itself has been medicine. Um, figuring out what rooms you feel, you feel safest in to share. I love that. That's awesome. Uh, I don't even have anything to say. Cause you said it perfectly. That was great. Um, okay. So to kind of close this out, I, I know this is like a questions, a little specific, um, but, and I think we can kind of like tailor it to, to many different people, but what I'm thinking is like, because one of the things that like, I love about you so much. And like, I, 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 you're probably like one of my clients that like, I tell people about, and I'm just like, this girl's like so cool. So I'm not just like blowing smoke up your ass. Like I legit like love you. So, um, I love, I love that you like literally were a teacher and you decided to leave. I I work with a lot of teachers and they are very afraid to leave their job and they're unhappy. I literally went to school to be a teacher. I never even started because I saw what was going to happen. And I was like, I'm going (laughs) to bow out before that happens. Like I would love that if teachers were paid what they deserve and it was like a totally different experience, but like right now it's just not. Um, so my question to kind of close this out is like, specifically for teachers, but I think you can apply it to like anybody that's thinking about leaving a job that they don't like and they want to get, whether they want to just move to a different job or they want to do what we do or do something in terms of coaching, mentorship, whatever. Like, I don't know, like what would be your piece of advice or maybe like what you did to like, what was that thing that helped you decide that like, okay, I'm either going to leave or I'm comfortable leaving or I'm shitting myself 
knowing that I'm going to leave, but this made me leave. Like, is there anything that like happened for you where you would give advice to anybody that's like, oh, I really don't want to be here anymore and I want to leave, but like, I'm afraid to, you know what I mean? I, for, I, I have two things. Okay. So first, do it scared. Yeah. Don't wait till you're ready because that ain't going to happen. <laughs> Never. Never. Do it scared. Do it when you are scared, completely shitless. Do it. Because that, whatever you're waiting on, you're going to keep waiting. So just <laughs> True. That's A. B, girl, I, prepping for, prepping for my resignation, like, you know the scene in Rocky when, when he's like preparing? Yeah. For- like running up the stairs and like running working out like this. Yeah. Preparing for the marathon. Preparing to resign was such a a a feat for me I mean I was waking up every morning I was tapping EFT tapping I was doing affirmations just speaking life and strength and bravery into myself I had this playlist I called it my prayer playlist but it was just a lot of just really good feel good music about being free and flying and making the jump just all just like all this pump up stuff and I was listening to it every single morning of that spring semester when I knew I was going to resign at the end of the year and I was journaling like like it was nobody's business I was exercising like it was nobody's business I was feeding my body all the nourishing meals I mean I doubled down on just straight up basic care of my brain and body because I knew that I was about to make a step that scared the shit out of me. And anytime someone is about to do the thing that scares the shit out of them, first things first, and this goes back to resourcing your body, take care of what you do have. Take care of what you have and go back to the basics. And so food, water, sleep, love on yourself Mm -hmm. and when it comes time for that day show the fuck up with your shoulders back chest out head up and do it now for me it was easy because my principal sucked so bad and so oh my god and so like she was just doing one thing after another that I was like cannot cannot stay in this building any longer that week there was just some some hard and scary things that happened with the kids like there was an emergency situation and me as a classroom teacher like was involved and had to wait with paramedics like it was just a messy situation that no classroom teacher needs to be a part of and so even though I like was preparing to resign also the the turn of events really just helped me be like fuck this yeah <laughs> I was about to say like everything that's like happened is it probably was just like reminders from the universe like get out leave get out get yeah. out get out or put up with this for another year yeah I mean yeah okay well that I I think that's that advice is so helpful because again I know I do tend to attract a lot of teachers I think we kind of like I went to school to be a teacher. So I end up, uh, and it's not like I talk about it, but like, it's funny how many people I'll come across that are teachers or someone in that space. Um, and I know everybody can struggle to decide to like do it scared, whatever that thing they need to do it scared is. But I know that when you're like, when you're a teacher or you are someone who's kind of like, 
I don't necessarily say in charge of a lot of people, but like where you're not just like you come in and you're you and you sit at your office desk and then that's it. Like people who are kind of in that position, there's so much emotion connected to, it, especially when you have students, like you care about your students, obviously. And to do, to do that, if can feel like you can feel a lot of guilt in leaving and like, oh, I'm abandoning them or whatever. So it's like, I think the, the do it scared piece, I think people have to remember that even if it sounds selfish and selfish doesn't have to be a bad word, which it shouldn't be, um, is like, it's okay to be selfish, to do what you want. And it doesn't mean that like you're abandoning anyone or like leaving anyone because you can stay and then be a miserable version of yourself for those people that you care about, or you can leave and be like the best version of yourself for lots more people. You know what I mean? So, um, okay, cool. Well share with everyone where they can find you. If you have anything going on, like where they can come watch you speak, with a yeah. huge TED talk, you know what I mean? And if anybody <laughs> wants to have Casey speak because her adorable little Southern accent is like my favorite. I remember like getting on calls with you all the time. I was like, I can't wait to just like hear her like fun little accent, like her little Southern twang. But like, yeah, share with, every with everybody like where they can find you and anything you have going on. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, me and this twang will talk wherever you want us to. <laughs> I love it. So you can find me on Instagram at KCKASEY underscore underscore T or my website that is not updated is at KCTinch.com. I do prefer Instagram because I'm in this transitional space. Instagram yeah. is updating the quickest with me. Um, and, you know, the website will get there. She'll get yeah. there. I know, I know she will. Yeah. It, it all happens in a matter of time. I like, I tell people this all the time. I've been doing this for 10 years and I just got a real legit actual, I don't even, not even like I had one before and then this one was better. Like a real legit website. First one last year. Like it's been, it was in the end of July. So it's been about a year, nine years, two successful businesses without a website. I'm not saying it doesn't help, but people really don't give a shit about your website. Most of the time they want to talk to you. They want to see your face. They want to be in the DMS. Like that's really where it matters. So hell yeah. But thank you so much, Casey. You're so sweet and so precious. And I'm so proud of you and all the things that you're doing. I can't wait to come to your TED talk. Please invite me. Remember me when you're like on stage speaking at all the things I'll be there in the background, like cheering. So I will definitely invite you. Thank you for having me here today. I always love chatting it up with you. I just, I love everything about you so much. Thanks. Maybe this is so rad. We're just rad people. It's it's rad. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys later. Peace out. Thank you so much for listening to the XOXO, your tough love coach podcast. I appreciate you more than you know. If you loved hanging with me, I'd love for you to share the podcast to your social media or send it to a friend who might need a tough love pep talk. Also, if you need accountability and a community that gets you, I'd love to have you a part of my tough love collective. This is a year open membership to vibe with me, get bi-weekly group calls to get support and ask questions, as well as free access to everything I offer throughout the year, including masterclasses and events. Visit my website at alexisrm.com or DM me on Instagram at the tough love coach to learn more. See you next week.